Hi everybody, this is uh, our signature facial rejuvenation treatment, it's called Thamai. This is Lian here. Welcome back to my channel. In today's video, I have such a great honor to invite Dr. Charles Lee here to share with us about the new phase of beauty, which is plastic surgery. Dr. Charles Lee is a board-certified plastic surgeon with 30 years of professional clinical and surgical experience. He has an experienced team of dedicated aestheticians who are collectively committed to providing you the best to stay young and beautiful. For those of you located in Kota Kinabalu, Sabah, Malaysia, you are very lucky because you will get to pay a visit to Dr. Charles Lee Aesthetic Plastic Surgery and Medical Spa located in Grand Eagles Hospital, Kota Kinabalu. Dr. Charles Medical Spa is the ultimate one-stop aesthetic center for personalized, professional aesthetic medical service in Sabah, which offers state-of-the-art high-tech clinical procedures in non-invasive aesthetic medicine, laser surgery for varicose veins, and cosmetic surgery. The environment of his medical spa is elegant and tastefully furnished to provide an ambience of confidentiality and trust that only experience can provide. So, guys, please help me to welcome Dr. Charles Lee. Hey. All right. Hello, Dr. Charles. Hey, hi. Hey. It's good. <laughs> it's good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? It's cool. So how's everything in, uh, in Kota Kinabalu, Sabah right now? Well, you know, especially when we're having this COVID time, uh, we're making the best of everything. And uh, in a way, I'm, I'm quite happy because you know why? I'm able to yeah. connect with you, Lian. Across so, the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time to connect and uh, congratulations. I love your, your YouTube sites. Thank and, you so uh, much. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Well, anyway, so have you been to Sabah? Yes, I, I did. I did. I, I've been to Kota Kinabalu a lot of times uh, because I used to work in oil and gas industry. Ah, so nice, nice, I nice. I went to KK for, for my offshore work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, so I came here in 1989, so that's like 33 years ago. That's when I, when I was born. That's when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> 1989. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. my God. That's yeah. why, guys, you see Dr. Chelsea has so, so much experience in what he's doing. In, in fact, that's where we are going to uh, uncover and discover what is it right. in the surgery industry, you know, like right. I, yeah. a lot of, especially ladies right now, this, I mean, even men, they are, we are all very interested, right, to yeah. further what exactly uh, the plastic surgery industry. Yep. Yeah. Well, so we have, uh, I have, I have quite a number of questions for you, Dr. Charles, today. All right. Ah, good. The whole idea, of course, uh, for this interview, for this, uh, this show is basically to 
to share uh, with people out there, you know, what, what exactly plastic surgery industry like and what is the requirements, you know, like, and what is your like day-to-day routine like? Sure, sure. I think, uh, this is like, you know, like not a lot of people get to see that and get to experience that. So it is right. amazing, right, to have you, some, uh, especially you have so many experience so long. Sure, in this sure. Industry. sure. All right. Yeah. So let's go. First, okay. first, Dr. Charles Lee, of course, the, the first very question is why plastic surgeon? What inspired you uh, to become a uh, plastic surgeon? Well, fantastic. Because, uh, well, once again, thank you for inviting me. And, uh, you know, if I go back, I've been a doctor for 40 years, right? And I've been a plastic surgeon for the last 33 years. And uh, there was no real a calling to do plastic surgery as a career. Uh, I just wanted to be a doctor. I knew I couldn't do anything else. My dad was an engineer. Uh, so it was no such thing as following my dad's footsteps or whatever. But uh, so I got into medical school and uh, finished off my me- medical training. And then when I got into the surgical program, I knew I wanted to be a surgeon. Okay. I could never do anything else. I, I didn't know how to put a stethoscope through and, you know, and do medicine, but I wanted to do surgery. And, uh, and when I got into my surgical program, uh, I started to realize that there was something inside of me uh, which was uh, a creative potential inside me. I, I loved being creative, you see. Mm-hmm. And so plastic surgery, you know, it comes from a Greek word called plastikos. Okay, plastic, you know, and yeah. plastikos means to mold. And cosmetic, when we hear the word cosmetic, it comes from a Greek word called cosmetikos, which means to adore. So that's why when people come and see me as a plastic surgeon, they think I put plastic inside, you know, their face. <laughs> <laughs> so I always jokingly tell them, that you, you can choose between Tupperware and Conware and, you know. <laughs> So, um, so it was during my surgical training, Lion, that I realized I wanted to be able to create something out of nothing. Um, mm. and, and that's why I chose uh, plastic surgery because I was very interested in children born without ears, um, deformities. Mm. I mm. was intrigued with cleft lip, you know, born with cleft lip, cleft palate. And, and really, it, it is when I started to do reconstructive surgery, I found myself. Mm. And I think anybody choosing a career, you got to find yourself. You got to find what's in you, because it's going to be a lifetime career. Right now, when I look at you and and I see what you're doing, there's so much of what is inside of you coming out. Thank and, you. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it's just one letter called P, passion. All right. Yeah. So so surgery for me. So that's why I embarked on plastic surgery. I, I knew that I didn't like general surgery, I couldn't do anything else, but, uh, but I was inspired by the whole concept of creativity. Mm. And, uh, and through that channel, I realized that it was about aesthetics and beauty and, you know, the whole thing wrapped up into one. And I knew that that was inside of me, uh, the creative potential of what I wanted to be, you know. And okay. uh, that's why I chose plastic surgery, not because uh, I, I, I thought that, you know, I didn't think that it was going to be a glorious thing and I'm going to see beautiful women with, and all is about boob jobs and, you know, the kind of <laughs> thing. 
<laughs> you know, but uh, it was the deformities. It was the children born with clefts and how to reconstruct. Okay. And, you know, and so, I mean, you know, till today, right now, I'm still working. Um, I'm still operating. And that passion inside of me is still burning. And uh, so there you go. So um, you know, I didn't follow anybody's footsteps. I just developed myself within me and started to wow. realize. And I think that goes for any career. You will find that as you're in a career in medicine, there are so many branches. And then you will find that in that, you will choose what you want to finally specialize in. But it's a long yeah. road, my dear. It's a long road. It is. Before you hang up the signboard that says plastic surgeon, you know? So, I, I, yeah, exactly. That's what brought me to a second question, right? Which is what it takes, right, uh, to become a plastic surgeon. Like, what is it, the process like? Sure, How many sure of studies and what is required? Well, listen, uh, if I can give any advice to somebody embarking on a career in medicine, mm. yeah. um, I, especially if we're talking about plastic surgery, um, yes. there's, one, there's one field that is very, very uh, uh, supportive to the whole industry of plastic surgery, and that is mm. psychology. So if there's anybody out there that is uh, doing a college degree, uh, mm. psychology is a fantastic basic degree. Uh, to embark on a road to plastic surgery because it's all about interpersonal skills. It's all about connecting. Uh, it's about meeting a beautiful woman like you and trying to find you. out and trying to find out where's the beauty coming from. And uh, <laughs> you know, so psychology yeah. is a big, big part of uh, plastic surgery. And uh, so, so if, if I had done three years of of psychology, uh, mm. if I done clinical psychology, for example. It would have been helping me a lot in my career. So there you go. So there are some who would have done three years. I went straight to medicine. Um, mm. And I did, it's a five-year course. And after medicine, 1979, I, I graduated with my medical degree. Um, and then after that, I came back. And then I got into two years of housemanship. So uh, one year. In my time, it was one year. Now it's two years. So that's seven years already. Okay. And then, yeah, and then after that, you want to do surgery. So you go into a program for four years uh, as a resident in, in, in general surgery. So seven plus four is 11 years. And then during that surgical training time, you go and do your fellowship, which is a postgraduate degree. And okay. so I went to England and uh, got my fellowships in 1987. No, sorry, 84, 85. And then during my training as a general surgeon, I wanted to plastic surgery. So that's another, you know, added two years. So today, uh, if you do uh, your basic career five years, you do two years as a housemanship, and then you do four years in your general surgery training, and then you do have to do another four years of what is called fellowship in plastic surgery, uh, which you can either do a master's program at the University of Science, Malaya, USA. Okay. You can do it there as, as a master's program, or you can join the four years uh, fellowship program that we have with the University of Glasgow. Um, and, and then you come out as a plastic surgeon. Wow. So, so, so like 14 how, years. How 14 years. Yeah. So, so when I got my degree and my fellowship in plastic, I was like 33 years old. And uh, so it's a long journey, you know, you don't, you don't get it just quick. And, you know, people have this conception that uh, plastic surgery is nip and tuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's a long road. Yeah. And wow. Malaysia, you need to be board certified. 
Bohor certified in Malaysia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how, but, how's the process like? Can you briefly well, tell once, Like I said, once you've gone through the whole training program, we have mm. a, uh, an association called the Malaysian Association of Plastic Surgeons. It's called MAPAC. Okay. So okay. when you are board certified, it means you mm. are recognized by your fellow peers. Okay. Uh, to be, that means you've had the right training, the right amount of experience, you've been exposed in the right recognized universities, and then you become board certified. So, uh, so we are living in a world today where a lot of people are doing a lot of things which are not mm. in their lane. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the media is toxic. And that's why this, this interview with you is uh, fantastic to educate people on where to go and what's safe and what's the kind. Yeah. It, it's all about the media sort of contaminating careers. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, uh, so I, I think so. That's, that's where it is. That's, that's how you become a board certified plastic surgeon. You need to be recognized by your board, your association. Like in America, they have an American board of plastic surgeons. Mm. In Asia, we have our Malaysian Association of Plastic Aesthetic and Cranial Maxillofacial Surgeons. And they will certify that, okay, I, I, I'm not board certified, that kind of thing. All right. I see. Yeah. So wow. uh, it's a big field. It's a big field. And, uh, and of course, aesthetics, you know, when it comes to beauty, mm. that, field altogether um, and uh, so we have got today aesthetic physicians who are out there in the marketplace so clients and public need to know that when mm. you go to a doctor and they want to be beautiful and they want to do aesthetics just make sure that that person has got a licentiate and credential by the Ministry of Health of Malaysia that they have that particular certificate Okay, wow, this is very informative because, yeah, and that's why, because everywhere, actually, aesthetic clinics right now is like, like booming mushroom, you know, like everywhere, like aesthetic clinics. Uh, and, uh, and, and Well, Dr. Charles, you just mentioned is like really, really good because uh, it's people need to, I mean, we need to do our own due diligence as well, right? As a, uh, as a you know, visiting aesthetic clinics. Sure. And, the, and, okay. and the important thing is the concept of beauty, you know? Well, exactly. Yeah. And then that's what I want to ask you the next. It's like, so uh -huh. what does beauty look like uh, according to a plastic surgeon? How do you actually define beauty? You know, you know the famous saying, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, and in fact, every scenery is beautiful. It's just that how you look at it and interpret it. All right. Yeah. So we are all born beautiful. All right. And in my industry, beauty actually, or rather aging, you know, starts at the age of 20. Mm. Uh, people don't realize. They think, oh, I'm 20, I'm still young, and I don't need this. I don't need to look after my skin. I don't need to watch my this and that. Actually, aging starts from when you are age of 20. All right? Oh. So whenever okay. I give my talks, I say, okay, beauty starts at the age of 20. You're born beautiful. At the age of 30, you need to make a decision to stay beautiful. Okay. At the age of 40, you need to be committed to the decision you made when you were 30. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then when you are 50, it is investment time. You investment invest, time. You invest in the decision you made when you were 30, in the commitment you made when you were 40, and then now at 50, it's investment. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. So, so I get uh, girls like you, uh, and uh, they come in very early, 20 years old, 30 years old. Mm -hmm. They want to stay beautiful. Okay. And, uh, and you know, very interestingly, this, this question you asked me is fantastic. You know, they did Euro model.
Monitor did a survey of 20,000 consumers across the world. You understand? And they wanted the top 10 definitions of what people thought was beauty. Mm. Okay. And uh, so I'm going to read up the, the top 10 to you because it will be very interesting for those watching you and your audience, you know. Yes, these please. The top 10 uh, definitions of beauty, all right? Um, honesty, simplicity, uh, keeping a youthful appearance, uh, looking your best, uh, looking presentable, inner confidence, mm -hmm. being comfortable in your own skin, hygiene uh. and cleanliness, and looking healthy. All right? Yes. These are the top 10 definitions of beauty. So if I were to ask you, give me your top three, what would you consider as being beautiful? Um, being comfortable with my own skin, definitely. Okay. And then yeah. uh, looking healthy right. is definitely one of them. And right. uh, just another thing, beautiful to me also, you look confident. You know, yeah. like, as long as you are, you, you are being yourself, being confident with yourself. Fantastic. Well, you, 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 you know, you, you hit score, you know, you're fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so the top three was this. Number one was looking healthy. Yeah. Number two was hygiene and cleanliness, which was very oh. important aspect. And yep. thirdly was being comfortable in your own skin. Top three. Yes. So you are forever young. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that's so that's so cool. right. there's no real definition of beauty. But it's your mm -hmm. concept, your idea. And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people forget about, you know, this whole concept of looking healthy. They come and see me. They want laces. They want threads. They want fillers. They want everything else except asking, how can I get my skin quality better? Mm -hmm. All right. So I think this is the whole concept. That's why, um, you know, we have all these our YouTube channels and all that is to educate people to, to because you're, you're born beautiful. So yeah. in life's journey is to stay beautiful, beautiful from within. Uh, I love so, that. Yeah, and, and I always say this, you know, appearance is the most public part of the self. Mm. Okay, I'm looking at you. It's appearance. It's the most public part of the self. How you look introduces yourself. Wow. Okay, so that's very important. You don't need to say anything, but just looking at you, you have already made an introduction, which is better than a referral letter. Yeah. So all those who are waiting for job interviews and they're looking for a career, basically, you know, you've got to just look yourself, uh, which is better than a testimonial. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's why in my profession, you know, Lian, mm. radiance must be personal. Radiance must be personal. Yeah, yeah, radiance must come personal. That is, must be within you. If anything you do for your face, if it's not felt from within you, then mm. it's just a, a, a mop-up job. Yeah. Okay, so this is the whole concept of beauty, where radiance becomes personal. And, uh, and I always believe that beauty and science must meet. Okay. And where beauty and science meet, that is what is called smart aging. Smart aging. <laughs> I like that. So I don't like the word anti-aging, like, you know, because all of us have to age anyway. But, uh, but the concept for you and for me is smart aging. Because you know why? Smart the word aging. smart has the word art in it. A-R-T. Smart. Oh, you're right. Okay, so that's why you need to learn the art of how to age smartly. You know? Wow. And, 
that's the I, whole concept. I love your whole concept of you know. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. So that, that, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. The, so I get all sorts of people who come and see me, and they want to get fixed up. Yeah, exactly. So what? Because is it because they feel bad about themselves, or it's more of like a self-esteem issues? Yeah, I think that is a very high percentage of them. That when they come in, there's always like that's why I said you know, doing psychology is part of your learning curve before you go into a career in plastic surgery. Because everyone who comes to see me uh, or see a plastic surgeon, they have expectations, and uh, so there are those who have are very happy with their results, mm. and there are those who are just not happy at all. No matter what you do, and even if they look beautiful, they're still not satisfied. Okay. So oh, there's, there's always the, the good and the bad of every profession. And mm. uh, for me, it's, a, it's usually the self-esteem within them. And either it's body image or there's something in the face that they don't like. And uh, so we take a lot of time counseling, you know, a patient to find out what's happening on the inside because beauty is from within. Mm. If I can sort out the problems from within them, uh, they are already glowing before I can do anything. Yeah. Okay, so these are the concepts of, you know, so that's why you know, people have to be very careful about quick fix. You know, mm. I used to get phone calls, you know, people will call us, uh, do you do skin whitening? And <laughs> <laughs> really, and, and then I would say, I would reply, you know, I said, look, if there is something called skin whitening, I also want to do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I can be like Michael Jackson, you know, get fairer and fairer, right. you know what I mean? But yes. It's the concept, you see, uh, of, of the media and what's happening in the world. Like, for example, one of my most popular treatments is what is called uh, PRP with uh, Z-Lip, which is called actually Plasma Lip. It's something that okay. I developed. But in the okay. world, they call it uh, Vampire Facial. Vampire because, Facial. Yeah, because a celebrity called Kim Kardashian did it. And oh, uh, yeah. she had blood all over her face. And today, you know, they call it Vampire Facial. Uh, which is not, which is an abusive term to a beautiful procedure. So mm. it's the concept, you know. So uh, so when they call my clinic and they ask my staff, uh, does Dr. Lee do vampire facial cut? So they say, no, he doesn't go out at night and uh, take people's bloodline, you know, like vampires do, you know what I mean? <laughs> he does a, a professional facial. So there you go. Um, oh so my that's God. Yeah. So over the years now, I've, I'm doing more of aesthetics because uh, people are now wanting more and more non-invasive surgery. Mm -hmm. they, they don't want the knife. They don't want surgical procedures. They want aesthetics. And over the last, what, 35, 40 years, technology has changed. So, yeah. uh, so we can get people looking a lot younger by just using technology today, high-tech technology, to get their skin really looking good. Um, so there you go. Exciting. So, yeah, and how, how do you actually uh, consult the patients? I say, like, for example, those who call you, but who, like, for those who walked in and then, okay, Dr. Charles, now I want to fix, fix whatever I have. Right. So, right. What, what, is, what will be, like, the consultation process like? Like, how well, do you actually give that true. advice? Right. Well, that's a, that, that's a terrific question because uh, my girls, when, when the patients come to my clinic, my mm -hmm. girls go through a questionnaire with them and spend some time with them to find out whether they're really comfortable in the, the biggest envelope of the world, and that is the skin. If they're comfortable in what's the problem, you know, what, what's really uh, affecting them. And okay. once you understand the basic problem, my job is to solve that problem. 
within expectations so that uh, so we don't uh, you know over promise them but we try and tailor make what we do to what they want okay. and uh, and so we get them to a better place a safer place where they're comfortable with themselves um, and so the consultation is basically to find out what is the problem um, so if I get a patient who comes in with aging, she's got wrinkles, she's got some lines like I have, and uh, she wants to look younger. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, aging is a three-dimensional problem. So when I look at somebody's face, uh, I have to understand what is happening with the bone, what is happening with the muscle, what is happening with the soft tissue, what is happening with the skin. Oh, okay. So the whole call consultation is always an inside-out process. Because uh, mm. if you don't fix what's happening inside, mm. whatever you do on the outside is a whitewash. Okay? Mm. Uh, it's like, you know, if there's a crack on the wall, all right, yeah. you can't just paint over it. You bring in the seafood, he, he goes and puts some cement, he'll go and patch it up, he'll scrape it, and then he paints it. So oh. unfortunately, today, a lot of people want quick fix. Yes. So they go and get their laces done, they get their mm. doctor's threads, they have fillers. They have all sorts of things done, Lion, except finding out what's the problem with the skin quality. Uh, because if you get the skin quality looking good, um, then you find that it just heals by itself. You know, it's, it's, it's all about cell regeneration today. Um, mm -hmm. and so that's the, how we do a consultation. I always spend time finding out four things, four questions. How are mm -hmm. they, you know, what's happening to them? How do they feel? How is their skin acting on them? Uh, how does the feel, skin behave and how they feel with their skin on them? Okay, so uh, if you go through these four emotions, then I kind of like nail it down to what they have. And then, of course, budget. You know, they'll always ask, what's the yeah. price? What's the price? Yeah. Um, uh, people always have this misconception. Plastic surgery means expensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just that's true. I mean, I, that is what, yeah, it's, it's normal, the normal impression. Which is, uh, which is absolutely not true uh, okay. because, you know, we have procedures here that can cost 399 ringgit uh, right up to uh, 10,000 ringgit. So a lot depends upon oh. their budget. But you've got to fit a tailor-made procedure. Everything is personal today. It's personalized treatment. That's what mm. I'm telling you. It's tailor-made. So with my 33 years of experience, uh, I will tailor-make what is I feel best for the patient. And it's always inside out. You deal with the inside first, and then you find out what you can do from the outside. And uh, so there you go. It's uh, it's an art. It's definitely an art. It's like you say, it's a smart art. Yeah. <laughs> the art in smart aging. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. What, what are your daily routines like, Dr. Charles, like as a plastic surgeon? Before, uh, I mean, before the lockdown, right? Like before right. the... COVID-19. Yeah. Well, over the years, obviously, I've specialized in a niche market. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we used to do breast surgery, tummy tucks, uh, oh. eye bags. Um, so I only do what I like to do uh, when it comes to surgery. Okay. Um, but the only plastic surgeon in Malaysia that does what is called laser for varicose veins. All right. Okay. So these, these are the veins in the leg that, you know, they swell up and they become bulging and they look like very ugly, bulging veins. So okay. in Malaysia, I'm the only plastic surgeon that does laser work for that. Uh, because that is usually done by the vascular surgeons. You know, people who do vascular surgery, uh, okay. they normally do that. So, so, I, so that's my niche. I love that. 
uh, where we put in uh, wires up, you know, laser up your vein in the leg, and then we close it down. Uh, I like to do that. Uh, so, I see. so basically, so, but now over the last five years, it's more of aesthetics. So we have an aesthetic medical spa. You should come here, Lion. Come on. I will definitely when when this travel ban lifted. Just just let my girls, Tony and Mary, pamper you. You know what I mean? I can't wait. Yeah, so it's more aesthetics today, and my top work is plasma lift. So we we have what's called hydrofacial first. So we get skin all cleaned out by a non-invasive. Resurfacing of the skin called hydrofacial, and then okay. after that we take your blood, we spin it. It's called PRP, but we mix mm. it with uh, with something called Zlip, which is antioxidant. So I'm a big fan of anti-aging, um, okay. and uh, and so this is the reason why it's when people end up doing a procedure, they always mm. ask me, doctor, I pay so much, uh, uh, how long can it last? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I pay so much, I do this, then how long can it last? The question is not about how long can it last. It's about how much younger can I get your skin looking. Wow, it, that's very important because yes, if you, see, uh, you know, like if someone walks in, they're thirty-five years old. Mm. That's the chronological age. All right, mm. you know, I see your your birth birthday, your chronological. Yeah. What I'm interested in is the biological age of the skin, which is usually older. And uh, so what we do is I do a principle of organic farming. You know, it's like farming. So you're okay. a piece of land and you take uh-huh. out all the rubbish, the lalang, the thorns, everything, clean it all out. And then you put the seeds in, you put the baja, which I call fertilizer, which is your own factors. Uh-huh. And then yes. the anti- you know, antioxidants, we're putting in light called LED lights, uh, low yep. level lights, and just we want the skin. So we grow it, You f- we feed it, you grow it. Okay, so that's we, good. So, so we feed the skin with all the good stuff and the mm-hmm. patient goes home with all the home care products to feed what has been planted. And, and that's how you sustain and get the best skin. It's all about skin health for life. It's a, uh, it's a fascinating field. You're going to love it to do it. I'm, in, I'm intrigued already, right? But like, I'm excited already. Wow, how can I actually feed you know, my and grow my skin, you know, like I'm now 31 years old, so like you say, it's time, you know. <laughs> to- yeah, 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 correct. You see, because uh, the clock always changes 30, 35, 40, 40, you know, as the hormones start hurting us, yeah. um, the hormones do a lot of damage too. So you can't stop the aging process, but you can reverse it and stall it. Uh, and that means feed it with the right stuff, not, not some of the stuff that you get out in the marketplace. But... Mm. Uh, but it's all medically graded. And so patients want the real thing. You know, more and more Asians are looking for evidence-based medicine. Yeah. So my patients will come in and I will teach them, like I will teach them like medical students, you know. I will show them the model. Uh, let me get my girls. Where's the model, please? <laughs> oh, that is so cool. And, uh, okay, so... Yeah, anyway, so whenever they come in here, I'll always show them this model. Okay. Okay, and I always tell them everything about plastic surgery looking beautiful is all about this area here called the cellular matrix. So okay. people want a quick fix on the skin on, uh, on the outer layer called the epidermis. Mm. But I invest everything in what's called the dermis and the cellular matrix. 
So okay. it's a method called matrixing, which is very important. So like anything, you can't build a building unless you get the, the ground sorted out. Yeah. So you can get people piling and piling and piling for years, and suddenly you find the building up. Mm. Uh, so we do a lot of inside work first, cleaning up the system, cleaning up, you know, the lymphatic drainage and all that. And then we do something on the outside. Voila. <laughs> Voila. Seriously. Yeah, like you say, it's inside out, right? Beauty right, starts Beauty starts so, from yeah, beauty starts from within, exactly. So but how how does so how does COVID nineteen actually affecting the plastic surgery industry like from your see like what would um, change after this new norm? You know, we all number one norm. is of course unfortunately it is fear. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a private clinic, I'm in a hospital based setup. Okay. So uh, COVID-19 is, has really affected us most of all because in my profession, is very much equated with the economy. And mm. so people are able to afford it, they come and see us and they get things done, you know. So it's affected me, especially, I mean, my industry very badly because number one is there's no urgency. Um, okay, so nothing is urgent. So, uh, but we do a lot of virtual consultations and people come in here and we are very busy with our medical facials, our super facials, because this is the best place. It's the cleanest and it's the safest. So, so they come in here, we have a medical spa. And uh, so they come in here, my girls, you know, they've got their mask on, everything is clean. They get a super medical facial done. Um, And so that is a practice that's going on. But, uh, but definitely, you know, it's tough. It's tough. And uh, so that's why we do a lot of uh, consultations, virtual. Okay, virtual. Virtual consultations. And then they come in here and they do it. But it definitely has affected us. Affected mm. me. So uh, hopefully uh, they will get over it. And, uh, you know, and uh, life will start all over again in the new normal. The new normal. But, but, but I mean, honestly speaking for me, right? Like, uh, yeah. This two months of lockdown, like MCO here, like my skin, like I was like, oh my God, I need to go for my facial, you know? I seriously, I see so many palms and all this uh, pimples up, you know? Man, but the thing is that right now, uh, I mean, yeah, beauty salons, uh, medical clinics is not uh, being lifted yet, right? The the, the, the back. So, yeah. Once the (laughs) airspace is open, come on here, it's the safest place. (laughs) Yes. Definitely, I'm going to clean out all this one. Uh, how, how, I don't know how many, uh, not just two months, you know, it's been like, even before lockdown, right, I haven't been visited any facial. So I was like, oh my right, God, true. months. Yeah, 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 true, it's true. Like, it, it, it's, <laughs> important. it's important because remember that these kid cells die on us. So mm. every two weeks, the keratinocytes are shut off. And so I always talk about this uh, exfoliation, which is so important. And uh, so I get all those dead cells, you know, get down to the germ layer. So mm-hmm. hydrofacial that I have here is a medical facial. Uh, it's a number one in the world regarding a non-invasive uh, way of resurfacing your skin. Gives you a lovely, wow. gentle peel. And, uh, and then after that, we put in all the antioxidants, which is very important. Uh, oh, my God. really going out well. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. So we're managing okay, but it, 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 it's tough. It's really tough. And uh, so, but there are other ways of, you know, uh, talking to my patients. And we normally mm. have the discussion like what I'm doing with you. Uh, okay. We do that consultation over virtually. Uh, okay. 
then when they're ready for it, yeah, we are we're booked out. So we have a very, uh, very good prepaid kind of gift system that's going on. So, okay. uh, so they can get onto the YouTube channel. We've got an Instagram. Nice. Yeah. How, how, how can people reach out to you? Let's say I want a virtual consultation with you. How, how can they? Okay. So the first is to call us in the clinic, 016-824-5224. Uh, okay. That's our clinic number. Um, Basically, we will put, uh, our, like there will be a, a, a caption below. So the Dr. Charles sure. number. Sure. All right. Yep. And uh, we are based in Kota Kinabalu. Uh, mm. I'm at Eagles Hospital. And uh, so we have uh, Instagram, so they can come in there, Dr. Charles Lee Saba. Okay. Uh, Instagram, so all my procedures are over there. And then okay. uh, have a Facebook, Charles Lee Aesthetic Surgery. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, uh, YouTube, you know, anti-aging with Dr. Charles Lee. Uh, exactly. So we've got some YouTubes. We've got, we're on Twitter. So, oh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, Dr. Charles Saba. And... Mm -hmm. And I have a website, drcharlesy.com.my. So we're all in the, in, in the social media because That's uh, 80% is marketing in plastic surgery. We, we have to market and we market truth, you know. And mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's very important. People want to understand evidence-based medicine. Yeah. And uh, so the more they, they understand what they are going in for, they're already, uh, you know, uh, in, in a different plat platform altogether. And, uh, and I'm enjoying this session with you, you know, I mean, I wish all my patients are like you and clients all <laughs> fired up. <laughs> the pleasure is mine, Dr. Charles, like, to have you explain to us how plastics, I mean, plastic surgery industry. Sure, sure. How is it? Sure. And, and, and this is a very, very informative and very, very great sharing from you. Thank you. Thank this you. Really, really, as, and I thank you for, for coming here. My with pleasure. Us. And so, guys, please, you have to follow um, Dr. Charles, subscribe to his YouTube channel. His channel, oh my God, like so amazing. He has so, give you so many excitement in, in terms of unboxing. I yeah. love those unboxing that's uh, going on. It's on cool, huh? Channel. It's very cool, seriously. Like, ta-da! You know, that's kind of, so check out his uh, YouTube channel. And of course, please reach out to him, you know, and for even for a virtual consultation. And uh, Dr. Charles will be very, very happy to yeah. help you, you know, yeah. like, and that's how we actually started this, uh, this session, right? This interview session. And that's how, like, I reach out to him, right? Yeah. To share with us more about plastic surgery. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much, Dr. Charles, for having yep. me. Thank you for having you. me, Lian. And listen, no uh, stay beautiful. Definitely. Stay beautiful. Stay, stay safe. Stay confident. Okay, bye. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Bye. So that's all for me today. I hope this interview with Dr. Charles Lee brings you some value-added insights into the plastic surgery arena and what is the life like of a plastic surgeon and what are the requirements, what the requirements are to become a plastic surgeon. Also, I run a private Facebook community where I'll be going in live to share career tips and personal development tips. So if you are interested, please click the link in the description box below to join us. Also, if you like my video, please give me some thumbs up and likes and subscribe to my channel. You will get a free video every week. And with that being said, I wish you a great day and as always, Good luck and all the best in your life journey. Bye for now. Ciao.